0: What's up everyone, thanks for tuning in Asian Bitches Done Under, a podcast about sharing information and perspectives from the Asian dinosaurs in society and culture. We encourage you to subscribe to our show via Apple, Google or Spotify. If you have enjoyed our episodes, please support us by giving us a 5 star rating and get your friends on board to listen to us. Finally, we would love you to support this podcast by donating to our Buy Me a Coffee program. Your wonderful support and donations will help us to continue creating the platform for diversity and inclusivity. Make sure you check out the episode show notes for any collaborations we're working with to promote. Thanks again, and we hope you will enjoy today's episode.
1: Hey y'all, this is Jessie. Hi, this is Helen. And we are Asian Bitches Down Under. It is the middle of we, of April now. We're going into Easter in Australia here. We have like four days of break, four day holiday, which is pretty extensive. Long weekend. Don't you think, Hello? Yeah. It it's really, yeah. And then the, after this, we have an ANZAC day. So we have double um, long weekend. <laughs> double. Yeah, it's My pretty goodness. extraordinary. It's pretty extraordinary. But how was
0: your week? Uh, my week since the beginning of school holiday, it's been okay. It's just that uh, um, we're starting to get more rain again last two days. But I went to the Easter show last weekend for the first time oh my in my gosh, life. Yes. <laughs> Wait, I used no way. Yeah, so it's, it's the first time you have never never been, been to, the to Easter show. Easter show. Yeah i I always hate it
1: all of us i thought all of us have been to the easter Uh, show i think i've been maybe
0: like five times our parents took you guys and i was yeah but never interested you're the black sheep yeah i'm the black sheep and i was never interested in that kind of thing you know crowd right Right. rise and exhibition bad bad (laughs)
1: bathroom. caged animals (laughs) Yeah, and like f- um, f- like uh, um, roller coasters or whatever they call them these days,
0: where they couldn't secure nausea, secure nausea kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, So there were two news came out about Easter show over the past few days, which is quite scary. You know, we had a. It hasn't been good,
1: has it? I know yeah. it's
0: been really terrible. We had a stabbing on was it on Monday night? I wonder on Sunday. Yeah. And the very next day, yeah. two days later, so the news about the stabbing, and then there was a child who was unsecure in one of the rides, that went uh-huh. up and I don't know, probably the ride stopped halfway through, yeah. And they Jeez. haven't been, you know, the Easter Show didn't come out and comment about it. So apparently, Jeez, for, okay. as far as I know, that Easter Show because it's like only ten days or the two weeks, yeah, yeah. So they they recruit a lot of external people. External people like casual staff, yeah. And I'm not saying all of them are inexperienced, but I just see a lot of kids that are very young mm. who are working at Easter Show, yeah. And I don't, I'm not even sure if they have proper trainings, mm. you know. So mm. it's and I guess because everyone's been, you know, creeped up for so long. I think there was an Easter show last year, but because this is a, like a major event in Sydney, so everyone went out but Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a very pleasant experience for me because I never really liked the crowd. But you because know, my child yeah. really wants to go. Well so. she's the
1: prime target. She's nine. Yes. So
0: Yeah, that's right. I
1: mean I remember as a nine year old going there and the show bags are really still continue to be the highlight of the easter show uh the show bags <laughs> yes. uh, as adults we know them as just junk junk bags obviously but uh yes. I i remember going through the newspaper and they would have like the easter show pamphlet or like a brochure and like i, I remember going yes, through they the whole pamphlet of easter show bags and like bags. <laughs> the ones i wanted Mind you, they're not... I remember from memory, they were not cheap. Like, if you
0: had, like, three or... Yeah. yeah like, if you
1: had more than three, it does add
0: up. When we were younger, they were, like, $10, $20 for the bigger ones. But now it's up to $30 each. You're kidding. No way. You can still get the cheap ones, which is full of junk food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a bag of lollipops chewy, for, chewy, like, $5. Chewy, dollars yeah, yeah, Or, like, snack packs or yeah. chips, those ones. Yeah. But, yeah, as an adult... If you're environmentally conscious about, oh, so much waste. You wouldn't want I to get I wonder how they put
1: those show bags together. Do they just like um, gather all the thing, the all the packets of Skittles that were not sold in the supermarkets and <laughs> slam them into like thousands and thousands of show bags? Is that how they do it?
0: Most likely. Um, um, did you? I don't know. Well, yeah, um,
1: I don't want to know. I remember when I was. I think when I went last time, I was really invested in getting the dolly show bag or the girlfriend show bag. Oh how old are you? Oh like a teenager, I guess. Like, okay. Yeah, girl uh-huh. magazines and they'll ages ago. And they'll yeah. have like lip yeah. gloss and like um, a bottle of mascara. Like, yeah, <laughs> mascara and a bottle of water or like yeah, some like fancy semantic like muesli bar or some shit like that. Um, yeah, I like the theme <gasps> ones as well, like, you know, like Winnie the Pooh show bag, or there's so many to pick from. But do, Helen, did you get a show bag this time around?
0: I didn't get my show bag myself, okay. obviously, but my daughter got two. Okay, um, what did she get? We were, uh, she got that Pusheen cat, the cat one, you uh-huh. know, the, the cartoon cat that she's obsessed right. about. Uh-huh. And the other one's like, ki- um, Kawaii squad, some sort of like... <laughs> You know the 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 kids are obsessed with those little figurines that looks like animals mm, but mm. isn't like a household item as mm, well or right, something like right. that. I can't remember. But um, we were initially going to get her one only. This is uh, that what we said before we when you wow, the with you're, show. We said, you're uh, so we're going strict. One. That's so strict. And she agreed to it. Okay. She agreed to it. But then because we were going to get some rights credit for her and the whole system broke down after lining up for fucking one hour oh my god <laughs> and then um we just came to a, like a kind of like a compromise saying to her that um let's just get an extra bag for you because you know you can't do the carnival rides oh is that so what you were doing a compromise right. yeah
1: yeah it's so it sounds really complicated this credit system
0: I know it was really complicated and it was very badly designed oh, and overall I don't know who's the project management for the Easter show this year but it's But you're
1: it's slamming on them. Bad. You're slamming on them. Slamming on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also your um partner, your husband also went? Sean also went? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Did he enjoy um, it? He went with us. Um he said that he went there for the sake of our kid. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the same as me but he joined it for, you know, the kid's sake because both of us doesn't like crowd, and Sunday, it was just so packed. Mm. And you go, yeah, and the food was not nice, and yeah. everything's expensive. <laughs> oh, my God, it just sounds like hell, yeah. basically.
1: <laughs> um, uh, How are the animal
0: sections? Uh, we just quickly walked through the animal sections. Okay. We didn't really look at it. They were all, okay. you know, they were fenced up. They were not in cage, yeah. I mean, except for the... Roosters and the, ch- yeah. the chicken, they were in cages, yeah. but the aviary parts were in cages, but yeah. um, they were fenced and we didn't go to the like the farm, yard, yeah. nursery yeah. where they had the little animals because yeah. we just got so tired by the end of the day. Um, but most of them, yeah, the animals were okay. Yeah, my yeah. highlight was the dogs. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have like a competition judging the dogs, right?
0: Yeah, they did, but it was really packed. We couldn't get into the sitting area, so we just stood outside and we watched the last bit where they had the police dog training. Yeah. Um, Had a black lab, Labrador, Mm. sniffing all the people for food. Wow, that's adorable.
1: I remember from memory that Easter show was also very large and I would never walk through the whole thing because it was too big.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, by the end of the day, I look at my phone and I think we accumulated around almost 10 kilometers. That's of insane! Walking. Yeah, it's it a lot of walking. Yeah, so tiring. Yeah,
1: <laughs> well, um, my week was good. And what did I do? Um, I went to t- two nights of trivia across two oh, different nice. pubs in the inner west. Oh, okay, what um, sort of themes? Were oh, there? um, it's just general, general theme, okay. yeah, but um, it, it's I had so much fun. I think trivia is – I feel as though every time I go, I'm like, I wish I did this every week. But I know that if I did it every week, it just wouldn't feel that exciting. We haven't done it in a while, so it was good mm. to go back to it. And it's always good to win. Not that we won. We came third place last night. But um, but it's always nice. good to show off knowledge when you can. Like, for instance, last night. <laughs> good to show off. Yeah. Yeah, last night, um so one of the sections in the trivia game in this pub yeah. was everyone is asked to stand up and um the host trivia master uh sorry, trivia host will say, um, okay, uh, I'm gonna give you a heads or tail uh, I'm gonna give you a true or false statement and if you think it's true, okay. put your hand on your head. And if you think it's false, put your hand on your hip. And one of the um uh-huh. One of the um, final kind of questions was um, Mozart only wrote two. Mo- Mozart only wrote one opera, and mm. um, you know, I just I felt so. Um, I felt myself feel with so much ego, knowing that I um, knew the answer. You know the answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was fun. It's just a lot of fun, and uh, you know, crowds are good. You know, um, mm. have you ever been to one, Helen? No, I think I you'd haven't. like it. It's a lot of fun. It's a, just a uh-huh. good way to like spend a night with friends, catch up, um, also like learn shit. Like for instance, uh, I did not know that the color at the bottom of the German flag was yellow. I thought it was black.
0: Oh yeah, those the, the European flags do. The yeah, exactly. <laughs> they all look the same. Yeah, exactly. All look the same. I think my kids were enjoying it.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. That's a Especially my
0: elder, elder yeah, especially because uh, he's yeah. really knowledgeable.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, let's go through our cultural consumption for this week. Helen, do you want to kick us off?
0: Okay. Um, before we start off our oh, yes, news wanna... and cultural consumption, mm-hmm. I want to do a quick shout out to one of our listeners slash followers. I managed to find the tag that this person, uh their selfie tagged us last week. Mm-hmm. I'm terribly sorry that I missed the notification on Instagram. I mean, it's the moment that you saw the, the, the notification, but you get distracted by your kids yeah. and you think that you're going to come back and then it's gone. Um, anyway, I couldn't find it, but I remember that someone has tagged us and other Asian Australians account. In regards to the racism manipulation editing that happened on the TV show, The Project, last week, and the tag was requesting us to make awareness of what the TV show has done, and since then we've uh, did an episode last week about it. So go and listen to our last week's episode about racism on TV. And for the moment, I don't think the project has made any apologies, mm. but they probably suspended their Instagram account with all the BTS army attacking them or something i couldn't see their account this morning i'm, I'm not expecting this tv channel wouldn't do anything so i can't give any advice apart from constantly calling them out and also you know boycott those kind of white tv channels <laughs> i don't need to yeah. i just don't even watch that <laughs> Which just don't even touch it yeah. On TV yeah anyway sorry that sounds a <laughs> <That's> snobbish <laughs> <laughs> okay let's kick off with the um one of the news this week, Ali Wan and her husband, Justin Hakuta, has uh, announced a divorce. Well, Helen, why do you say that with such delight? <laughs> divorce? <laughs> when, I, when I saw the news, I'm like, oh, I'm surprised. And also, I'm not surprised because yeah. in her last um, stand-up special on Netflix, she did mention in a very joking uh, way of saying that, oh, I just want to, I, I should be cheating my husband because I'm at the peak of my career now <laughs> yeah. and I should take care of myself, you know, now I, I'm financially independent and yeah. things like that. Yeah. And also, um, I didn't know that they have yeah prenup, sorry. Hakuto's family insisted that uh, they have a prenup because... Perhaps that.
1: I thought she uh, would have been were, making way more money than him.
0: Yeah, but because they got married before all her success. Really? So, yeah. So Passed he was. In. Yeah. So he was certainly making a lot more money because we know that he's like a right, I, I Harvard
1: know, law person, accountant, or something, something uh, boring.
0: and an entrepreneur, and he yeah, was working yeah, yeah. like this multi-billion-dollar IT enterprise or something like that. And then, um, yeah, look what happened now. <laughs> suck in man suck uh, in. but something that i found quite funny was that um this magazine called parade magazine's tweets mm. misused a picture of randall park and ellie you're Watts. kidding <laughs> oh the God. actual husband that is <laughs> so up. funny that is so insulting <laughs> with the news headline with a news headline I, I feel like it's funny at the same time as insulting um it's a Insulting is a very terribly ignorant um, yeah. mistake. Oh where my god. In, you know that the you can immediately know that the operation of this media outlet, there's no one in the office check the mistake. And no yeah. one knows that, you know, Randall Park He's is Randall Just a yeah. yeah, it's not just a Hakuda. Oh um it just shows the lack of diversity and awareness of whoever who's working in the office. That is shameful. It's very shameful. And may be like, assume all Asians look, look the, the same. same. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Wow, yeah. It's very insulting. It's yeah. very insulting. Well, I haven't you know, actually... Like, can't even bother check. Yeah,
1: I haven't actually looked... I haven't actually watched uh, Ali Wong's... Uh, the the one that dropped last, a few one. months here ago after Baby Cobra. Yeah. Um, so I need to do that because I'm a huge fan of her. Yeah, do that now. I think it's very interesting... That this has happened, um, but we we have no idea. We we can't speculate on anything, right? Um,
0: yeah, they're, they're just saying that you know they amicable separated amicable. Yeah. yeah, so I guess it's a peaceful divorce process. I guess you know. Yeah, let's hope and for them. Let's uh, hope so. My, yeah.
1: I know this is like stupid, but my my first response was like, oh, I wonder who she's gonna date next. Like, is she gonna <laughs> date? Is she gonna date a white person? Just because like during baby Ooh, cobra yeah. she talked a lot about like white guys and like deciding mm-hmm. to settle on an asian guy to marry remember that okay yes yeah, you said that mm-hmm. so yeah, like yeah. i'm like okay i wonder who you'd pick next now that you've married your asian prince charming and it hasn't gone uh everlasting i guess i just wonder what uh i'd like i'd like to see her date a wo- woman i guess yeah <laughs> i don't mm. know <laughs>
0: So Cultural Consumptions, do you want to start?
1: Yeah, okay, so I saw this tremendous documentary on Foxtail. Um, It's called Lady Boss, the Jackie Collins story. And it's made by a British filmmaker, um, a female British filmmaker, and it basically charts the life very beautifully of the life of Jackie Collins, the v- c- celebrity author, if you say, mm-hmm. if you may. Um, so I've never read any Jackie Collins, but um, a lot of people dismissed her as like a trash author because she wrote a lot about women having sex. and she came into fame in the 80s when like that was a really big deal. When, 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 like, women, yeah. writing about women Something having sex. Something very new. And, and yeah. yeah, having sexual agency was very, very um, unheard of. And it, mm-hmm. um, she's actually the sister, the younger sister of Joan Collins, the very famous Hollywood actress, who, like, yep. if I showed you a picture, you would know, but, um, I mean, I didn't know they were related just because Collins is such a common surname, you know. But um, mm-hmm. she was – Jackie was seen as, like, the ugly sister because her sister was, like, Hollywood beautiful. But, like, I just – the whole time I was watching – This movie, I was seeing, like, pictures of Jackie when she was young. I'm like, oh, my God, she's so stunning. And yet she was just always compared to her sister, who's just, like, maybe, like, 5% more conservatively attractive. And um, it kind of just so very beautifully takes you through – like, Jackie Collins and that whole family were very, very – very much in the Hollywood um, social elites, I guess. Like, she would party okay. with Marlon Brando. She had, She went to Michael Caine's birthday party. Like, they were all very attached. They're in the circle. Yeah, they're in the yeah. circle, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was really interesting. But all up, Jackie Collins um, wrote 32 books. Um, and mm-hmm. they all centered women. And it, the documentary left me wanting to read a Jackie Collins book. So, uh, so yeah, very inspiring. That would be my first... Um, Recommendation, and the second is um, Helen and I. We both love this uh, person, Hannah Gatsby. Her her, oh, her yes. book, Ten Steps to Nanette. I'm halfway through it. It's okay. uh, it's really delightful. What do you think? It's super delightful. Uh-huh. It's very funny. Nice. It's it's written in the voice of Hannah. It's like I'm yes. um, kind of just having a conversation with her. Um, it's very easy like it's so easy to read Um, she's just so delightful on the page and doesn't Uh take herself too seriously she's just a dream of a life force and yeah so many people are getting very excited about this memoir so uh, definitely would recommend and Helen I'm giving it to you after I finish reading it because Helen is obsessed with Hannah (laughs)
0: Am I? <laughs> I? I briefly heard one of the interviews that she had yeah. at, um, with a radio or something like that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it took her 10 years to write that book. Yeah, I mean, it is a because long time. Because Nanette book. is her first yeah. um, Netflix show, isn't it? Nanette is like her first international breakthrough. Yeah. And it's, it made a bit of controversy and a lot of comedians doesn't like her because the way the how she kind of turned around the idea of comedy, comedy yeah yeah and she inserted a lot of a lot of issues around trauma and her yeah. own experience growing up in tasmania as a lesbian so yeah. um yeah it was a really really powerful um show yeah I think. and then it was very unexpected and like it's the um, what's the English word? I can only re- remember the Chinese word to describe that feeling. Hou Jin, oh, as I in don't the, know that the 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 power at the very end uh-huh. was was almost like a ha punch. Oh right really? Oh my god! I, oh, it makes yeah. me want to watch it now again. <laughs> oh well, I I'm, because I'm, you laugh. Lo- it's like yeah. you laugh, ha 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 and then she, ha, ha, she smashes the you in the minutes. Minutes. face. Yeah, and she smashes you in the yeah in the, in the face in the last ten minutes. You're like. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Yeah. And she talks about that in her book. She
1: talks about how um, before you start telling jokes, you have to build a safe space around in your audience. You have to make them feel safe mm-hmm. and then strip it away. Um, and she talks about this in um, Douglas, I think. It was Douglas her second show, which we saw at the Opera House, named yes. after her dog, Her dog, Doug. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. I think she's coming to Sydney in September at the oh, Opera House. Nice. For, yeah, I
0: think she's having having another uh, show. Yeah, uh, that's
1: right. It's a, another series of shows, uh, Body of Works, I think it's called. Yeah, uh, so looking forward to that. Helen, very exciting. Helen, tell us what you have been consuming this week.
0: Okay, so this week um, I've watched a Netflix film called American Girl. Um, this is a Chinese film that's directed by the upcoming young female di- Chinese director. I'm trying to pronounce her name, her English her English name is Fiona Ran, and Chinese name is Ran Fong- Yi. The film is about her recollection of memories um, when she had to return to Taiwan after years of living in the L.A. with her mother and sister. So the family had to relocate back to Taiwan due to her mother's treatment for breast cancer. Mm. The film shows her her young self, her difficulties of reconnecting the high school life back in Taiwan and the conflicts that she went through as a teenager with her mother. I think uh, it's a very, I wouldn't say powerful, but I think people like us or Asian diasporas who had Moving out of Asia and also return back to their birthplace could probably resonate with, um, with this film. So in the film, even saw that the sisters can speak Mandarin. Fan and her sister Anne encounter difficulties adapting to the new environment while dealing with the fragile parents. It's kind of like a reverse culture shock to the girls Mm. and who had already gone through the process when they first moved to US you Mm. know Mm. Um, you have a culture shock when you go into a western country and then you have a reverse culture shock yeah yeah yeah. so back in US she said she was always like you know you refer yourself as in you know you're U.S. is your home place yeah. now, even when you're adapted well. She was like a straight A student and with best friends who shares her passion for horse riding. And she was desperately want to go back to U.S. Um, I think the movie really captures the essence of emotional turbulence mm-hmm. um, faced by many teenage girls at that age. And when you're transitioning from like, primary school to high school, and especially when you're changing the environment, I, I think for me, it was a very huge impact because I moved to Australia when I was 10. Mm. And that was the, the stage that I, I started to feel really uncomfortable, mm. being like a transition from a girl to a woman. Yeah. And also, you know, the language barriers, um, it was really messy. And I think for also for the protagonists of the movie, moving back to your birthplace, and yet she felt really strange and outcast. Um, there was scenes where she... Um, just out of nowhere, like having a normal conversation with a friend mm. in Mandarin, mm. and out of nowhere, said that she blur one or two words in English, mm. and her friends would look at her as like, uh, oh, 美国人哦, which means like, "Oh, you're American, you know, you think you're so, so good, yeah. you can speak English, you know, yeah, yeah. that kind of tease, yeah. you know, around with her friends, and she get bullied by the boys in the class as well." Um, on the other hand, um, I quite like how they presented the confrontations between the mother and daughter. Mm. It was so real. It was so fucking real. I wonder how many, uh, girls out there that had the similar confrontations with their mom.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Like, when I was growing up, I I think I feel like I had constant battles with our mother at Mm. that age. Mm. Like, I even wrote, fuck you, (laughs) over my diary. Just kind of to release my anger. Because we were taught that we can't really scream, we can't shout, we can't swear, we can't curse. And that's probably the only outlet that I had. And now as a parent (laughs) of a teenager, I have to constantly reflect on how I work as a parent. And Mm. I don't want to repeat the things that, you know. My parents did that I didn't like when I was growing up. And um, just the other day, I was telling my friend that how listening to a teenage kid talk back to you would shorten your life. And my friend replied, well, listening to a baby cry constantly would shorten your life as well. And our conclusion is that having kids would shorten your life (laughs) just regardless. Yeah. Yeah, so American Girl, it's on Netflix. If you want to have kids, watch the film and reconsider. Wow, powerful. <laughs> yeah, powerful. it's very powerful. I think it's a really good film. It's not long. It's an hour and 40 minutes. Mm. And the kids um, play the sisters. They were so good. They were really, really good. I think wow. it's almost as seeing us. Yeah. growing up yeah yeah i can see myself in the the two sisters yeah
1: terrific well i'll definitely get onto that finally um to a show that both helen and i have both watched and <laughs> yeah. uh, i'm obsessed with helen do you want to tell us
0: okay so it's a show called old enough it's a japanese sort of like an entertainment lifestyle yes, show yes. really reality show yes, yes where they have a camera crew uh, follow a toddler who's between two and five years old to do an errand. Um, I'm only up to third episode, oh. but I just found this so adorable. And it's apparently it's actually a quite an, an old yes. show because I remember seeing it back in the early 2000s, every episode is about 10 Seven minutes Seven to 10 less. minutes, yeah. yeah so they've really sure. cut it down. I think the
1: original in Japan is like three hours long.
0: Oh, yeah, because you have to follow the kid all the way through. they done everything, isn't it? Yeah. So it's a show where they follow the child. The the parents would... Give them an errand? Delegate. Like you yeah, said. Yeah, delegate an errand. Yeah. For example, like going to the shop to get something uh, or bring back something from a friend's place which where they need to walk at least a kilometers away and then come back. Yeah. Um, which one have you watched and which one was your favorite one so far? Okay, I think I've seen four.
1: Okay. And I think the first one was my favorite just because he was so young.
0: Yeah. I think the two, first guy two was and a two. half. He's, yeah. he's not even two and a half. Oh, my yeah. God. And that's, he, it, that's the same age as our niece. Oh, this is just Can insane. you imagine?
1: <laughs> yeah, little Evie doing that. That's like fucking insane. I just, I literally almost lost it from how cute he was. And like the way he dragged the flowers. I <laughs> It's so adorable. Like, I cannot – I like, the the cuteness factor of this um, series is through the roof. It is unbelievable, and it's hard not to keep watching it.
0: Yeah. It's really funny because you think um, it's hard to delegate kids to do those things. Yeah, yeah. Because as a parent, you want to protect them. Yeah. But then when you see kids that actually can do it, you're like – that's not that's not hard, you know. Yeah. Is it because our overprotectiveness stopped them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like exactly, that. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because he, um, the, the, I remember the first episode. The mom even gave him like a flag.
1: Oh so yeah, yes yes, yes, yes.
0: That was very cute. <laughs>
1: that was so cute. Yeah, it's J- Japanese. It's a Japanese show, so uh, just something about that. I guess like they 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 can really bank on the the style, the aesthetics of, like, cuteness, I guess. Cuteness, yeah. Um, I o- I also really liked the episode where the little boy is made, is asked to go home and make a mandarin juice. Oh, yeah. Remember that one? And then he just doesn't, <laughs> yeah. like, he does other stuff as well. I he thought, just got distracted. Yeah, I found that one way more realistic. I think realistic. that's more real. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's what will happen to most kids. Yeah. They're
1: like,
0: oh, no one's at home. Yeah, I'll just, I'll do just whatever do- Yeah, want. exactly. Yeah, play with the
1: dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was, yeah, that was very cute.
0: Yeah. The third episode is about four. She's slightly older. I think she's four and a half. Yeah. And the girl is definitely more mature. Oh, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She could, like, when she went into a field
1: and, like, she, like, spent half an hour pulling this, like, cabbage thing out by herself.
0: (laughs) Jesus, I couldn't do that. (laughs) It was so cute. And she seems so mature. Yeah. You yeah, know, the way that she presented herself. Oh there yeah. was a point that where she detected that the cameraman yes. was, yes, yes, that know, was beside so her. She was like, she's like, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And I <laughs> like that scene where she's like, um, delivering the um, the pregnancy pad thing, belt mm. to her mother's friend, and then her mom's like, thank you, and she's like, she's like, she, she's like, <laughs> she kind of like yes. nodding her, yeah, head. Nodding her yeah, head, yeah. Like, it's oh a my
0: very... god very formal she's been taught very well the way that Japanese held themselves yeah Yeah. that was really cute
1: Uh, so that's take a break and when we come back we're going to talk about Hollywood butchering foreign languages especially Mandarin yes I'm really excited about this topic and it's very funny very funny to talk about okay we'll be right back
0: okay Okay, so we're back. So this week we want to talk about something that has always been on my mind that really bothered me for the past few years. Every time uh-huh. I uh-huh. see a white character speaks Mandarin on the new on uh on the movies or in the drama, but um, I had such a hard time to figure out what, what they, they say. are saying. Yeah. Unless that they have subtitles yeah. and I kind of can recognize. Oh, was that what they're saying? Mm-hmm. And this week I came across with a TikTok clip by a TikTok user Ryan Holmes. So his mum's like Chinese and his dad's uh, black and American. That's such a no. fucking cool mix, man. Sorry. Oh, I I can't remember his dad's background, oh, okay. but he he's black anyway. Okay. Um, so with the caption, the Mandarin in Moonlight has me dead. So Moonlight, moon Moonlight is Moonlight is this with a um, new series Marvel? By Marvel, yeah. yeah it's and by it's Marvel shown on showing on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's on showing on Disney Plus, and we started watching first episode about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I haven't catch up with the second episode, but apparently in second episode, Ethan Hawke's character spoke Mandarin, whereas in the caption it just says speaks in mandarin so there's no sub there's no translation really? there's no interpretation that's in so Overn. insulting okay, anyway go on and he said that uh so on this tiktok ryan says that ethan hawke sounded more like he's saying the spell from harry potter yeah. because literally you he was just talking in gibberish yeah yeah it's <laughs> yeah, so funny <laughs> he just randomly <gasps> spoke mandarin to another person in the scene and as if seeing Ethan Hawke aging isn't bad enough, we have to endure his gibberish Mandarin, and the conversation went like this: He spoke a little bit of so-called Mandarin with another person, and the I character think it was a, who
1: was a, a soccer player, a black soccer yeah, it was a player. soccer player. Yeah,
0: yeah it was a it was a female soccer player or just someone randomly playing soccer on the street. And the person, the the guy next to Ethan Hawke's character, said that. Oscar oh, Isaac. you you speak Mandarin Chinese, Chinese? Yeah, and he's, he's a Hmm. Mandarin. Yes. Mandarin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, and then, what the fuck? Yeah. And then Ryan Holmes was like, that is not Mandarin, man. That is, that is Harry Potter skills. It's so good. That TikTok is great, we'll link that in the show notes. Um, it is, yeah, yeah it, it got me. You saw that I, clip. Yeah. So I haven't seen moon night, night with a K. Um, but I did hop online before we started recording to, um, watch the trailer. It looks really, co- it looks really overwhelming. Um, uh, not the type of thing I would watch but uh, Ethan Hawke I don't mind Mm. him aging I just like um, think it's funny that he has that the scene is actually very funny and then it got me watching uh, this YouTube clip called When Hollywood Speaks Chinese I Cringe it's very very good (laughs) I would recommend it and uh, we're going to put it in the show notes um, but I it's a thing, isn't it, Helen? Like Hollywood yes. has done this over and over again. Like let's talk about Every other time. examples.
0: Yeah. So I also came across with a piece of writing on the medium written by the writer by uh, going by the name of Midori. Mm-hmm. This piece was published in 2018 titled When Can Hollywood Learn to Properly Speak Chinese? It's such a fun piece. I, I went and looked up try or try to look up the clips that she mentioned in her writing so it includes bruce willis in the movie red bradley cooper in limitless limitless limitless, limitless. yeah limitless when he's trying to and order um tong yeah he was trying to order in chinese <sighs> yeah, restaurant so funny the waiter seems really impressed, impressed with these yeah. chinese and we were like no that doesn't sound it sounds right. absolutely like nothing
1: <laughs> not even close
0: um and the main one was in the writing that the writer talked about was amy adams yeah <laughs> the arrival, the arrival. <laughs> oh, did you watch that film because okay, every I, time our brother told me to watch it i'm yeah. like oh but it seems so slow i know and um, i know <laughs> i know
1: i um didn't it win the academy award for the best movie. Oh, I don't know. Maybe okay. it was nominated. But, um, yeah, um, I remember when that came out, Amy Adams was interviewed and she just said that learning those three, four lines that she said Mandarin in those in the movie, she said it was the hardest thing she's ever had to do. And I just remember mm-hmm. thinking, Jesus Christ. Like, part of me is like, okay, great that I can speak Mandarin, but also like, really, that's the hardest thing you've ever done? Is it <laughs> really that hard? Like, so many people do it. Come on, guys! Yeah,
0: billions of people I speak know, Mandarin in out. the world. Stop fucking it. It's so funny. It.
1: It's like it looks like they're trying to just like defend themselves for the fact that they can't do it,
0: can't do it properly. <laughs> yeah, God. I think um, like the right characters in the movie speaking Chinese languages or any other languages that they're not familiar with is trying to convey like a symbol that the character is smart, well, especially oh, yeah, if intelligence, exactly or quirky. But whereas an Asian person speaks. Foreign language or POC speaks, you know, their assigned so called native language, it is often perceived as alien, othered, you know, it's like their language is something, you know, outside of English. Also, it means that um, using a non English language as an alien language to communicate as well. You'll see that I think one of the YouTube clips that I came across where it talked about the movie starring Keanu Reeves, The Day the Earth. So St- still. Still? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, well. he speaks Mandarin to communicate with another alien agent on the on, on Earth. You know, kind of like stereotype the general perception of the foreign language. It's like they're a bit secretive. <sighs> and, you know, a lot of racist attack in the public area started with some w- white people feeling superior because they think English is the dominant language and forces non-English speakers to speak English because they don't understand what the non-English conversations and kind of like the perception of the movie uh, conveys that kind of idea about foreign languages are often negative. Yeah. That's how I feel.
1: Yeah. Can I just say, like, just thinking about all this, what we're saying last night, there's a related incidents that happened last night at Trivia. So when we were doing the true or false game, There was a moment where one of the questions was um, True or false, is the Ming Dynasty the longest dynasty? in china mm-hmm. and i just thought it's not because i think something else is i just have a feeling so i said false and then the guy turned to me and he was like oh the the longest dynasty is the zhao H." Z-h. and he started looking at me and like wanting me to tell him how to pronounce it Oh, uh, because, you've because got i'm asian like yeah there, I've got, i was God, the only oh, asian how? and no actually what you chinese oh well that's um,
0: so
1: insulting yeah i know I but I actually, my first reaction, this is very, very shameful, my first reaction was I wanted to help him. I wanted to be the Uh Asian who could actually say this is how to say it, but I couldn't Uh and I was embarrassed that I couldn't tell him how it was supposed to be pronounced. But then now thinking about it, I think I'm a bit, also a bit insulted that he assumed Uh that I would know just because I had an Asian face.
0: I think something happened to me similar years ago as well, yeah. like people just assume that because you're an Asian face, you automatically know certain history, yeah. certain words, certain pronunciations or whatever that you're encountering. Um, this is ha- years ago when I was uh, working at the library for the kids reading program this is like a bilingual program so at the end of the year everyone will get together and usually a lot of um, other workers at library they're quite senior and some are retired mm. and come back and there's mm. a volunteer so we had like a Chris- pre-christmas lunch with the rest of the senior volunteers and there was one old dude who was talking because i was the only asian face yeah. in the group as well and i can't remember what lead to that con- that conversation and he say uh, uh, a phrase saying that, oh, instead of giving you fish, uh, what about if I give you a fishing rod? Do you, do you know where that sentence came from? Mm-hmm. And I say, mm, not really. Mm-hmm. And then he look at me as if that he expected me to know. And oh he went, God. oh, uh, Chairman Mao said. <gasps> no. I'm like, fucking hell. That's fucked so, up.
1: That's so fucked like, up.
0: Seriously, dude. Wow. Okay, so I don't know one line that spoke by you know uh, uh, a uh, uh, genocide person. And what about do you know everything that spoke you know, from Hitler, Hitler? because yeah. you're white? Yeah, exactly.
1: No? Oh my god, good one, Helen. You should go back and find that guy.
0: <laughs> <He's> probably dead. <laughs> Yeah. Now you now you, you remind me that kind of, that incident. It yeah. was really like I like I thought about it. At the time I'm like a little bit embarrassed. Yeah. I'm like, oh okay, if it's yeah. Mao Zedong, yeah, it's China, but I'm not from China. Yeah. I will probably I should know a little bit. Yeah. But he was like giving me the attitude of like you oh, should know you this. Know? Exactly. Yeah, you should know, I know. Because, that's you know, that's Chinese, that's what I'm
1: they like, do. It's, it's very subtle micro aggressive um yeah, shaming. So like yeah. th- last night's dude was like, how do you not know this?
0: Yeah, they'll give you that you would understand. You were picked up if you're an Asian that you can't ever come across with this kind of situation, that they will give you the face or the tone of attitude that they think that, oh, you should know because you're an Asian. That kind of fucked up idea. Anyway, so I think that um, coming back to how Hollywood butchers foreign languages, you know how they focus on different varieties of Englishes? Say thousand accent or Scottish accent, yeah, Irish accent, and French accent, but they never concentrate on the other languages or dialects. Like for example, I feel like it's very disrespectful, especially with Chinese language, that uh, in one incident, a uh, Lara Croft movie, yeah, yeah. Uh, Angelina Jolene, where there was one scene that she spoke Mandarin to a family in Hong Kong, Uh where that clearly everyone knows that people in Hong Kong speak Cantonese. The importance of treating other languages with respect means that you respect the people who speak the language. It also means that it shows kind of like awareness and appreciation for the diversity in the community. Um, If we see that the language is mocked on on TV or on the movie, how would you... expect the general public to react mm, you know mm, yeah you know, how if you, they if they present it as gibberish you know yeah. <laughs> on screen oh, yeah people will just make fun of people who are not english speakers it's just it's perpetuating the racist stereotypical images of non-english speakers you yeah know, that's my conclusion it's just think. it's
1: another form of um white supremacy basically it's another form of yeah. othering anything that isn't english or anglo yeah. Anglo wow so go I go
0: on to that youtube yeah, yeah. I, I
1: have to say i am um, i i just want to go back to the uh, ethan hawkes speaking mandarin in moon Knight. it's also just like insulting that they didn't translate what he said that it was just like yes. in mandarin speaks in mandarin it's like oh it doesn't yeah. matter that he's using another language like only yeah they don't an, pr- put a value on uh, it exactly it's just basically decentering centering english and like saying anything outside of english is um, it's not gibberish, important like you said
0: yeah it's really pathetic it's so bad I mean, at yeah. least that if they can't if they can't say it properly put a fucking subtitle yeah, exactly, with it exactly exactly you know Like, this is how I feel when I was watching that, you know, five-second scene compared when I was watching American Girl. At least they had the actors who can speak both English and Mandarin properly, Mm. fluently, Mm. to be cast to do that, you know, that movie. Mm. But whereas when you see in Hollywood or English-speaking movies, when they have to use a foreign language in the scene, Mm. they can't. If you can't... (laughs) don't know what to say anymore if you can't get them to say it properly at least put a subtitle underneath yeah you know we see so many and this is another thing if you look at you know another way do you remember seeing um see like for example there's current affair news when they interview a non-english speaker yeah. who's speaking english yeah. they have fucking english subtitles yeah. underneath yeah
1: because it's
0: why do i as have subtitles that, yeah, yeah as remember if that joke? because yeah yeah, people cannot understand yeah. the English because they have an accent.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it immediately, like, just uh, insults them that way by, like, saying... Assuming that people can't... Can't understand the English. <sighs> um, yeah. This is making me think of two things. The first one is... Um, and I just want to make sure I remember what I want to say. I've already forgotten mm-hmm. the second thing I wanted to say. <laughs> but the first <laughs> thing I want to say is... It kind of reminds me of Emily in Paris um okay and i I don't know if you've seen it but um that's also very like um de-platforms french and a lot of the times you the french characters speak in english and um, billy and i are just like what the fuck like they could just speak in french why are they speaking in english it's just stupid Mm -hmm. and the second thing i wanted to say was um oh it reminds me this whole conversation reminds me of um, also the ways in which chinese um that language is kind of like pretty awful insults that are thrown towards it like the main example i can think of is the movie vicky christina barcelona where there's a scene where um penelope cruz's character comes and raids on uh, javier bardem's and um scarlett johansson's party i guess and uh there's one scene where Scarlett Johansson's like, oh, I study Chinese because I, want, oh, I want to study Mandarin because I think it's really beautiful. Uh-huh. And then um, I think uh, it was, uh, it was Penelope Cruz's character who said something like, "Have you stepped inside a Chinese restaurant?" And then she makes some flippant comment about how it's, it's actually very awful, it's just a bitchy comment, and also like just uh-huh. so insulting towards Chinese people and the language itself. Yeah, that's that's all I had to say.
0: You wonder what kind of people that write scripts like that.
1: Yeah, white people. You you have to think
0: sensitive. Yeah, yeah. lack of awareness. I think yeah, Yeah.
1: and and like this guy, um, the video essay on YouTube called "When Hollywood Speaks Chinese, I Cringe." Like he says, um, you really need to question the director's choice. Like, why did they Mm -hmm. want to have those dialogue lines in another language? Yeah. Yeah, often it's just to like other someone or like you said before, like to prop up an, a white person's uh, intelligence.
0: I think that's their main goal in a lot of movies, yeah. Well, um, that's it. Yeah. So anything else
1: that that's you want That's all to I wanted to say. Um, have, have a great Easter, everyone. Uh, eat a lot of chocolate. Watch good movies. We're going to go see uh, Everything Everywhere all the time. <laughs>
0: everything every time, time, everywhere, everywhere as once. Uh, it's such at a complicated special. time. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. See I can't even Everything get Everything right. everywhere at once. Yes. It's Michelle so beautiful. Young. Yes. I have to I say I am so looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah, me too.
1: Yeah, and we're definitely gonna talk a lot about it next week.
0: So that's the end of our episode. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google and Apple. Remember to give us a five-star rating. If you would like to support what we do here at Asian Bitches Down Under, head to our Buy Me Coffee page to make a donation for us to continue the intersectionality in the podcast industry. Please follow us on Instagram at asian.bitches.dang.undar for updates and share with your fellow podcast lovers. We will chat to you next time. See you Bye. guys. Bye. Stay safe.